it was like the joy came right at that moment. You know, some tears flowed from my eyes. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back to the Wild Business Growth Podcast. This is your place to hear from a new entrepreneur every single Wednesday morning who's turning wild ideas into wild growth. I'm your host, Max Brandstetter, founder and podcast producer at Max Podcasting. And you can email me at max at maxpodcasting.com to save time with your high-quality podcast. This is episode 218, and today's guest is actually guests. Today's guests are Tamara and Sean Terman. They are the sibling sister brother duo who are the co-founders of Pocketbook Protector, which as you can imagine protects your pocketbook. It protects your pocketbooks, purses, handbags, all sorts of different bags from germs and bacteria from the floor or other surfaces out in public where you're carrying your bag. This episode covers everything from the initial idea for the business through prototyping, formulating out, okay, what are these different marketing channels, distribution channels, how do we get the word out? It's a real look at business from idea to real business. We also talk family business, the pros and cons of that, and also a little song from Tamara herself. It is the Termin Siblings. Enjoy the show. Alrighty, we are here with the sibling duo behind Pocketbook Protector, which I, I got to say, I love alliteration. So the use of, you know, P's and B sounds and O's in, in the business name, I already love out the gate. But Tamara and Sean Terman, uh, the, the, Fantastic duo behind Pocketbook Protector. Thanks so much for coming on. How are you guys doing today? Hi, Max. We're doing well. We are good. Thank you for having us. You are welcome. We're super excited to get to the Pocketbook. Pocketbook. I can't talk at all. The Pocketbook Protector story. Maybe maybe I don't love his liter- alliteration as much as I thought, but a really, really cool business that I think came from a, just an awesome origin story. But before we get to that, so... Tamara, I know you're the older sister. Sean, you're the baby brother. Uh, always have love for family business. So, you, so we have a, a sister-brother combination uh, of entrepreneurs, co-founders here. Was there anything in your past where you worked together on business before or even you know, started a lemonade stand together as kids? You know, Something like that that maybe foreshadowed that you would go into business together one day? Well, in our adult years, we just had this desire to always want to be entrepreneurs. And we've looked at other ventures and, you know, we just said, why don't we come up with our own idea and pursue it? And this made the most sense because of the climate that we were in and the fact that we were even entertaining this thought prior, like five years ago, prior to the pandemic. And so it just made sense to launch this product, but we've always wanted to be entrepreneurs. And Sean, would you echo that sentiment? Is there something you can look back on that kind of sparked that interest in entrepreneurship? 
Yeah, so I do echo that sentiment. We had started looking at different franchises before we, we ventured out on this this endeavor. We were trying to invest in a few different franchises, but it just never came to fruition, most likely because we we had this. <laughs> we had the pocketbook protector. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that interest in potentially franchising at first come from? Well, we have our, our normal nine to fives, and we always knew that just working nine to five is very hard to just retire based off of that. We always had a mindset of doing a little bit more on the side to uh, secure a, a nice uh, retirement, per se, and to give back to uh, the rest of the family as well. It's a good point. I think it's a, a strong mission behind it. Uh, did you have any idea when you were starting to look at business opportunities that uh, you would be creating a product even remotely uh, similar to what Pocketbook Protector is today? Tam actually um, pitched the idea to me, the concept to me, when we were kind of falling out of one franchise idea. And, um, you know, we were kind of, well, I know I was, I can't speak for Tam, but I was a little um, disheartened because I didn't know what to do next. She said, why don't we, I have this idea that's been on my mind for a few years. You know, it's a covering for the the bottom of your bag because you're in areas carrying your bag um, to bathrooms and restrooms. And sometimes you have to put it on the ground or between your feet and restaurants. And I've been looking and searching for a device that could potentially cover the bottom of my bag and we just couldn't find it so she she came to me with this idea and I said you know what that is a great idea and you know I I need something like that because I had at the time I had just had a a, a newborn and I was experiencing just the need for a uh a device like what we uh developed in the pocketbook protector So let's get to that idea, which is now a full-fledged business. So, so first of all, congrats on going from uh, what at the start probably felt like a random idea to, uh, hey, this is a real business, and like we're, you know, it's like this is a real thing that you know we we can put our lives and passion into. Tamara, was there like a, a single moment, as Sean alluded to, that? really really struck you of like all right i'm i'm sick of this like let we need to create this product <laughs> well max i have to tell you Sean is my brother but for him to be so excited about it it just brought joy to my heart because you know i knew i needed it and i i knew that it made sense to me but to have him be happy about it and excited about it that's all i needed and then we talked about moving forward and, um, you know, the rest is history. However, going back to 2020 during the pandemic, that single moment hit me so hard, probably about September 2020. And so going back then, just remembering the time is now, Tamara, the pandemic is here. We're all in the midst of, you know, feeling very highly sensitive to germs, bringing germs home, so uncertain about what was going on in the world. To give you some background, I had this idea, like Sean said, prior five years before the pandemic saying, I used to always joke about it. We need something to cover our bags because 
just being out, like Sean said, in restrooms, not having any hooks to hang my bag. You know, now I'm searching around. Where am I going to put my bag? And then going to a restaurant, sitting across from my husband, sitting there saying, there's nowhere to put my bag. And I don't put my, personally, I don't put my bag on the back of the seats because I'm always scared someone's going to walk away with my bag, you know, or somebody's going to have their hands in my bag. So, you know, putting it between my feet on the floor, trying to hold it up on my feet, it was just uncomfortable. And, you know, trying to have a bigger size bag or a larger size bag in my lap while I'm eating is just uncomfortable. And so it became like this ongoing joke. We need this to cover our bags. And that was the aha moment sitting there around September, October of 2020 in the pandemic saying the time is now. We have to move on this. And so... When I started the ball rolling and really searching, how do I invent a product? And then I went to Sean and lo and behold, we met our consultant after that. When I was on a woman's empowerment session, listening in, and that's where we met, excuse me, Lisa Ascalise. I gave her a call and Sean and I had a call with her. We really was enlightened, intrigued, and her insight was beyond measurable. So we we knew this was the right person for us. Yeah. Shout out Lisa. Just forever a huge fan of Lisa. And uh, she actually put us in, in contact in the first place. And they call her the inventress for a reason, because she, I mean, she's invented, you know, like a million products of her own, but also she really, really knows how to take something from idea to reality and then the marketing and distribution and sales side of it as well. So I, I'm so excited that uh, you two are partnering with her. So shout out, Lisa. Know you're listening. Uh, thanks for listening as well. <laughs> but I, I think one of the most exciting things about your product is that it can be so relatable because, yeah, of course, over the past few years, there's been, you know, extra attention to to germs and, you know, cleanliness. Um, but, I, but I think anybody's been in a situation where they have a bag like in a bathroom or in a public place or, or somewhere where it's like, oh, do I just do I put this on the ground? Oh no, I don't want to put this on the ground. Do I hang this up? Do I like, what, how do I, what's the right way to do it? And, you know, I, I didn't even think of like the possibility of, of having a product like yours that could have, uh, could have been there and served a great purpose. I actually have a, a bit of an extreme example for you because I actually broke a previous laptop because it was in my backpack when I was at a hotel one time and I, I hung it up on a hook in the bathroom and it fell in a, oh, in a backpack wow. and it literally like I, I look and the screen was broken and you know it was still somewhat usable but like it was it was enough that I needed to get a new laptop so like that could have been totally solved and prevented had I had pocketbook protector back then because I would have just used it and, and just sat it on the ground and, and protected so that's there, there's an extreme case study for you <laughs> but. but it is a case right and it is a situation and we find ourselves in these situations and we, we try to do something makeshift and hope that it doesn't fall or hope that it doesn't break, and, you know, off of the hook. And a lot of times that's the case, you know, of what happens to you or, or our bags wind up falling and we're just totally disgusted with it. So Exactly. <laughs> so the same thing happened with me, Max. I was in the restroom with my with my daughter. I'm trying to change her, and as soon as I took her out of the, the stroller, 
I had the diaper bag hanging on the, with the mommy hook on the back of the stroller and the weight of it tilted the whole stroller and it ended up on the floor. Oh man. So yeah. So we ended up, you know, spraying it down with Lysol and Clorox wiping it. But had I had the product at that moment, could it just been a, a simple, okay, we're going to take this off and throw it away, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I think the moral of these stories is uh, sometimes gravity is not your friend. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. That is a good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Very, very down to earth, pun intended. So you have the idea, you're, you're connected with Lisa, which obviously can, you know, she can be a huge, you know, spark, a, a ignite to, to bring this to reality. But what were some of those early steps to actually create this product? Well, thanks for asking. You know, first off, creating the business, right? And so we had to start with creating the business and and right away getting the name for the product. So naming it. I didn't even think of, you know, a name at the point. And then we just said, why don't we call it what it is? It protects the bottom of your bag. It's a pocketbook protector. (laughs) So we named it because branding is everything. And so we started off right from the beginning thinking about how are we going to brand this product? Then next step is creating a prototype. So taking this idea out of our heads And now seeing it come to life in some kind of form, it didn't have to be perfect, but Sean and I had no idea on how to even sew, how to create a prototype of what we were thinking. We just had the concept, the idea, and what we wanted it to look like. It became definitely a project. And so we hired someone to draw it out for us because we were not good at that. And then we had someone sew it together for us. And in the beginning, we didn't know anything about non-disclosure agreements either. And so we had to get those created so that, you know, a document just to sign. So anyone that came into contact with our idea or thought or what we were trying to accomplish had to sign that before we even moved forward. So that was really crucial in the beginning steps. And then when we saw our product, the prototype, which was just put together, but we actually saw it leave our head and create it, it was like the joy came right at that moment. You know, some tears flowed from my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Well-deserved tears. (laughs) So, yeah, so that was like the beginning step. I can let Sean go from there too. Getting in contact with Lisa was the best thing we could have done because there were so many different aspects to uh, starting a business that we had no idea of, including finding a manufacturer. So once we had a concept piece or the prototype, we then needed to get that over to a manufacturer who would build upon that idea. And through various iterations, we would then develop it into what it is today. A lot of going back and forth, a lot of additions that became the final product. But not just that, it was building out the design for the box, the packaging, and the website, and just various pieces that go along with the running the business. Which of those different elements would you say was the steepest learning curve at the start? For me, it was web design. 
because I knew nothing about it. And I would also say the manufacturing process, it was hard to understand the niche market that we were entering and what the consumer would actually lean towards from colors to size and being a little unsure of just those things, those dimensions. It's a completely foreign world, especially when it's the first time like creating a product or thinking something, uh, creating something that needs to be produced large scale like this. There's there's so many questions and and uh, so, so many things to learn there. Uh, on the prototyping side, how many iterations would you say it took until you got a prototype that you felt pretty good about actually going to market with? We have uh, two different versions of the product, a disposable and a reusable. So the prototypes, I would say no less than 30. <laughs> it was a lot of iterations and a lot of back and forth. But thank God for Lisa up late at night uh, with the manufacturer being 100% transparent with us. Uh, and from the bead work to the size of the ribbon and the length and the width and the height and and the fabric of the material, it was so many iterations. <laughs> <laughs> So so once you actually have the product what what are the steps that you guys have taken or or are taking I mean this might even be real time to get the word out and and focus on marketing the product Currently we're on the website so we try to drive traffic to the website through um any type of mouth to mouth interactions or in person interactions We also have a Facebook, an Instagram and a YouTube channel which the links can be found on on the website as well. We also do uh, different convention shows and podcasts, <laughs> such as yours, Max. <laughs> this is true. Again, a little meta here, which uh, I love. Yeah, this, uh, I may be biased, but I, I happen to think that podcasts are a, a fantastic way for people to, to learn about your story. Tamara, how do you view your target customer? Because you're, you're in an interesting space where theoretically when you think about it the target market could be so huge because so many people have bags <laughs> and or pocketbooks but you know you need to focus somewhere how how are you approaching that side of things yes and Sean and I were actually thinking about this during our stage of development because who is our target audience and our brand and so Sean and I our background is in marketing as well we have our degrees MBAs actually so the business side and handling strategy and target market was very important to us because we knew we had to build our brand and um, getting it out there. And so first we said, anyone that carries a bag and that's concerned with germs and carrying it back home to their personal space, um, the bottom of their bags and germs. And then, you know, we had to narrow, narrow it down. And so what we find is that actually from a, a age group, right? Uh, if you wanted to say that. And we're not just narrowing it down to women because like Sean has a child too that's a, you know, a toddler that he's concerned with um, carrying those germs as well um, back home. And so we said our target market is those that carry bags that you know are adults obviously from that age group within 30s to 50s, 60s, you know, that carry that bag that's worried about germs. 
but it really is anyone. Then we extended our reach as well because we're going to broaden it to book bags and in the schools. So we haven't narrowed it down to a specific age group now because we're expanding our brand. And so those that are carrying book bags, those children are going into schools and sometimes they need to, not sometimes, all the time, they need to cover the bottom of their bags when they're placing it on the ground, you know, any time that they can. So we're exploring those ideas as well. So we don't have a specific age group now, (laughs) now that we're branching out, but we just want our brand to be an experience of, you know, avoiding carrying those germs back home to our personal spaces. We actually have a friend who opened up a gym, a gymnastics gym. They had a lot of powder and he approached us about supplying some pocketbook protectors for his his gym for uh, parents as well as the, um, the kids with book bags so that they could avoid having the, the chalk on their on their items when they leave. So the, the brand is actually expanding into demographics that we hadn't even thought of. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That, now my ideas are flowing because I think back to like, you know, playing baseball growing up and like just how the dirt gets everywhere. And like, I, I feel like the sports as a whole and like areas like construction or like, like that show Dirty Jobs, the micro sports and I guess dirty dirty jobs or, or, or industry sectors like that, I think are really, really exciting opportunities because it's like the germs and dirt are at an extreme there. So so anything you can do to, to protect there. Uh, and often, you know, with sports, the athletes, uh, sometimes even their parents, like are always carrying, you know, bags with them full of, you know, equipment and uh, accessories, gear, stuff like that. So yeah, that's, that, that's a really, really exciting area. Absolutely. Uh, actually, one of our other friends, she uh, she has a, a reusable which comes with a drawstring, and uh, she she works in the um, healthcare. And she when she comes home from work, she takes her shoes off and puts it in that reusable as a as a way to keep it from spreading germs. So it has multiple. It's not just for bags. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, and and, and also thinks like kind of the hot spots could be industries that are where there's already extra attention for safety and and cleanliness like the medical world so that makes a lot of sense on, on that note what's kind of the split so far you're seeing of, of how much customers are liking the disposable product versus the reusable ones it's it's an even split a lot of people uh bought the reusable for the deluxe, deluxe kind of look of the material with the beads and a little blinged out, but they still bought disposable as well due to the fact that sometimes you're just on the go. You need, you need something that you can take off and just toss. Whereas other times, you know, you may have more purposed interaction where, you know, you're going out to a restaurant, um, you know, you're going to need some place to put your bag. And in those occasions, you can uh, carry the the reusable, and then once you're done, put it in its nifty pouch, take it home, and hand wash it. I love how you guys have 
multiple options that you've created because I, I, I can, it just seems like it really depends on the person and style and kind of what their day-to-day life is like, whether disposable or reusable would be right for them. When you look back on this journey so far, which is really cool to Merrick because it, as you mentioned, this idea is like was something that was brewing in your head, you know, for years before you you started the business. So really, it's like kind of like the lifetime of the business goes back even. There's like the pre-period, <laughs> it's multiple years before you get to official business. But when you look back overall. What would you say has been the, the the number one approach you've taken that has, you know, turned into actually growing and building the business? You know, when we look at Sean and I and our partnership together as siblings and understanding, first of all, how to operate a business together, aside from the pocketbook protector, just run it successfully we had to let each other's strengths shine. And Sean is great at things, and then I'm great at other things. And so working that sibling duo partnership of the business, it really has really brought us such close together. And we were already close, but now it's like we're talking almost every day and trying to just run the business successfully. And we are just to where it is today, we're just so happy from where we started with just the concept. In terms of pocketbook protector, just looking at the different colors that have been produced, the idea behind it, and how successful it has become in terms of people wanting it. And so we knew that we could use it, but the fact that we were able to come up with a solution to a problem And now, you know, other people are excited about it. And now we have a customer base, just seeing how that has developed over time. And so developing our brand behind it and really just opening to all possibilities and now just branching out and getting our name out there. And once people see it in action and and their curiosity peaks because they're like, where has this been all my life? And I said, I said the same thing. So... (laughs) You know, it just lends itself to conversation and then further from there, building our customer base. So we're just thankful to where we started and where we are and where the product is going. Tamara read my mind about siblings. I have just a few questions on that. But before we get to that, uh, let me try to read your mind. I, and and I think you're, you're, you're probably not... St- thinking of of signing up for the podcasting to the max newsletter right at this moment but now you are because i spoke into existence (laughs) you can sign up at maxpodcasting.com slash newsletter that is your place for all sorts of podcasting tips whether you're looking to produce a podcast host a podcast uh, or just be mildly uh, entertained by uh, some puns in the podcasting world and of course there's behind the scenes stories from interviews just like this one That is at maxpodcasting.com slash newsletter. The Podcasting to the Max newsletter is what it's called. Now, let's tee it off for some family dynamics and family business dynamics between Tamara and Sean. Well, you could not have teed that off better because I I, I literally, the next question that (laughs) I wanted to ask you was about the roles as as siblings and how you guys work together and, and 
you know, divide and conquer and everything there. So let, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's get to inspiration, creativity, kind of how you work as, as a team and, uh, and start to get into kind of you guys on the, on the personal side, but that sibling duo you speak about. So when, when you're working in the business slash on the business, how do you, at the time of this recording, divide those roles? Like Tamara, what's kind of your specialty and, and Sean, what's your, what's your specialty in terms of focus? I like to take on the project management role, and then I also help out in the web design and, and the website management. And Tam, I'm strategy. You know, looking at the emails coming in, paying attention to the administrative stuff. You know, having the communication. We both have the communication with Lisa, but really just making sure that all of our T's are dotted and I's are. Excuse me. That's the other way around. Excuse me. T's are crossed and I's No problem. This isn't a grammar <laughs> test. I, I wouldn't have noticed it anyway. <laughs> the main thing is the connection with Tam. She she sells a lot because she has the forefront connection with a lot of the women who are um, our customer base. You hear time and time again the power of a, a strong network and I can only imagine how much that helps in the early days. And I will say, Max, so Sean, he's very good with analytics <laughs> and cost. <laughs> so I'm good with sales. So, you know, open my mouth and we're good. We're, you know, explaining the product, getting someone excited about it because I'm excited about it. And we both are. But Sean is really good with the analytics behind the scenes. <laughs> when, at the start, when you kind of, when you, when you agreed to come into business together and you were laying out what this would actually look like, how how did that process look like of of saying that you're going to focus on those things that you kind of just ran through there? Honestly, we just fell into the role. We kind of divided and conquered because honestly, we didn't realize, <laughs> we, we knew we, we had a product. We knew we wanted to get the product produced. We didn't realize everything that went into running a business and that's the eye opener that we just had to hit the ground running and and, and show up. <laughs> yeah, always so many surprises. How was your relationship and kind of the sibling bond or or, or sibling rivalry, whichever you prefer? How 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 has that changed since starting the business together? Like outside of work. Well, no matter what we're brother and sister and we're very close. So nothing's going to get in between that. Do I agree with everything? No. Sean agree with everything on my end? No, but we come to a happy medium and compromise and learn to work through it. But the best part of all is that we communicate. So we just try to keep our communication open. Like Sean said, we fell into the roles. And so we know what each other is good at. And we just respect each other's qualities and what we bring and our family support. So that means everything to us as well. And so that's how we lead with God first and the business takes care of itself with us communicating and just being dedicated to what we are um, trying to accomplish here. It's fun to think about and can often be scary. I think when you're starting a business of like, okay, I, I know, you know, my business partner and I are like, there's going to be some key decisions that we're just totally don't see eye to eye on. I think you're right. I think any way you slice it, the more you, the more you communicate, 
and kind of explain your background and why you're thinking what you're thinking, I think that's where the compromise happens and, and, and that's where decisions get made and, and the business moves forward. So that's the, uh, it's really exciting to hear. Mm-hmm. Let's get a little bit unusual. Let's get to a segment called the unusual. So this is, you know, pet peeves, quirks, weird talents. And, and this is more just to, to learn more about, you know, both of your personalities and, totally doesn't even have to be tied to the business, but it can if you want to. But so pet peeves, quirks, weird talents. I'll say that I'm kind of planning this for for you guys each to answer it about yourself. But obviously, if so, if, if somebody's holding back on a, a big obvious one, feel free to jump in and call them out for it. <laughs> but, so first one, uh, pet peeves. Uh, we'll start with you, Tamara. What, what's your biggest pet peeve? My biggest pet peeve is complaining without a solution. So all you hear is someone complaining, 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 but either not coming up with a solution or not even taking the time to put into thought process what they want to see different or how it can come about. (laughs) I I, I could complain about that all day. No, I totally agree. How about you, Sean? Uh, Right now, my pet peeves are the scammers. You know, it's inevitable, but I, I think uh, working with a consultant, uh, having that network is invaluable just to avoid scams. Yeah, they're. By the way, are you getting this too? Like, I've seen. I mean, obviously, for a long time now, there's been, uh, you know, spam emails and spam calls. And now I, I've seen more than ever spam texts, spam WhatsApp, spam Facebook messages, spam DMs everywhere. Like, it's it, it's over the top it's unbelievable yeah every day (laughs) every day it's like it just wears on you (laughs) it's it's ridiculous it's ridiculous and and shout out another mutual lisa Ascalise contact uh another entrepreneur that i know she's partnering with and has been on the show before uh, gogi padilla who started answer sure who literally started you know started a business around spam calls and especially focus on uh, older and much younger people being spammed. So there's a whole business around that too. So everything goes back to Lisa, basically. (laughs) But Sean, how about quirks? Something a little quirky about your personality that maybe Tamara or your daughters, somebody calls you out for, but it's who you are. It's part of your personality. I'm goofy. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Same. (laughs) I'm I'm just a goofball. I I love to laugh. I love to be silly. But a lot of people think that I'm I'm super serious, and I'm I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, I I love how you laughed right after saying the word serious. So I, I think there's a proof right there. <laughs> how about you, Tamara? The same thing. We're growing up with Sean. <laughs> he was always doing something to me. <laughs> but. <laughs> That was goofy. But uh, for me, no, they would tell you that I am bossy. And <laughs> from when I was small, Joel would always say, you're so bossy. <laughs> but, I like what I like, you know, no, but I just think it followed me. And it's not in a negative way now, though, but it it's just, I wouldn't say bossy now. It's just, I'm sure of myself. <laughs> absolutely (laughs) there we go all right so we got a goofy and bossy business i know a goofy and and short business (laughs) 
<laughs> and then Tamara, what about I call them weird talents, but this could be like a party trick. It could literally be something around the house or like a memory trick, but something that you're just really good at, but it has no really meaningful impact on your business. So I would like to say that I can sing really good to my dogs because they're the only ones that really <laughs> love my singing. <laughs> <laughs> I have three bully breed pit bull dogs and they just are in love with my singing. And my husband will tell you, no, <laughs> it's only you. <laughs> but that is the truth in my world. And I'm going to leave it like that. <laughs> <laughs> perfect well you got you, you got a diehard audience yes, there that the three uh, of them. gets, gets <laughs> exclusive access to lots of uh, un- unreleased songs yeah, that's great exactly that i make up <laughs> <laughs> and then how about you sean what is a uh, a weird talent or party trick you have don't really have anything in particular i'd say trying to imitate some of these tiktok dances <laughs> Oh, there you go. Wow. Okay. So you so as if you weren't enough of like a, a business building sibling duo, you you're a singing and dancing sibling duo as well. <laughs> <laughs> Inspired by TikTok and your dogs. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap up with some rapid fire Q&A. You ready for it? All right. All right. Let's get wild. Sean, you mentioned that really you know, both of you started building this business uh, when you had a, a newborn, Sean, which obviously is a huge impact, you know, one of the biggest life-changing things in your life, uh, no matter what else is going on in your life. But I can't imagine, you know, like starting a business on top of having a kid at the same time. What is one tip you can share for anybody that has like multiple major life moments going on at once? Uh, don't sweat the small stuff. Take it as a learning lesson. If you're going to make mistakes, uh, get your rest. (laughs) Drink plenty of water. (laughs) (laughs) Always good. And then totally up to you if you want this on the record or not, but curious for the designs of your product going forward. You know, have you brainstormed any sort of special patterns or, you know, licensing with, you know, major brand or sports teams logos or anything like that you can touch on? Uh, not yet. We haven't reached out to any any uh, specific vendors yet, but we do have some some in mind that we would love to reach out to. Some sports franchises, as well as uh, Tam. I let you. I let you uh, tell. So we're looking to be featured in magazines as well as you know locally. What they've been doing, what we find is that they want to put their logos on our pocketbook protectors and present it to parents, school boards, and things of that nature. So it's it been a nice as a gift. And so during this December um, time frame, we have been between the conferences and people thinking about this is such a giftable item, we have been selling like crazy, which we're thankful for because it's a specialty unique item that is the only one on the market. And by the way, we have our patent and our trademarked our name. So we're just excited, excited for that. But in terms of other venues that we're looking to reach out to, QVC moving forward, as well as Essence Magazine, if we can be featured in there, that would be like great. 
and just some other magazines that Black Enterprise that we're looking to get into, some other um, well-known magazines out there, you know, we would love to be featured in. So as well as the retail space. So we're slowly but surely making our way into contacting buyers and moving forward with that. That's awesome. I, I feel like it's such an exciting time for your business because you, you've like gotten over that initial hump and like the initial, like, oh my God, we have, we have to do so many things just to like get this business, you know, into a real business and off the ground. And now it's the fun part of like, all right, what, you know, what marketing and distribution channels and, you know, PR opportunities can we put together? So that's awesome. Also, you can probably tell I'm terrible at this pace of rapid fire Q&A. So it's just questions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. What is, besides ones you've listed already today, what is the most uh, surprising or interesting use case you've heard of a, a customer with a pocketbook protector? Janet Jackson, not not the singer, but our friend. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! You have you have a friend named Janet <laughs> Jackson? Have, yes, we do, and her husband is named Michael Jackson. <laughs> you I gotta be ca- seriously? Oh my <laughs> god! Yeah. Wait, hold on. I have to, <laughs> I have to stop you right there because I, uh, we we just had on episode number 217 we had on paul mccarthy which sounds like paul mccartney so i was asking him about that (laughs) and he was like i was at a bar once and uh the bar owner the manager's name is eddie murphy (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know what is up with all the names lately but that's amazing (laughs) sorry but go ahead so 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 what's up with janet No, she's our friend who um, actually uses her pocketbook protector to cover her her uh, shoes. It's a, it was an awesome idea because she's able to pull the drawstrings and actually use them as handles. <laughs> so it was it was interesting to us to see that that was an interesting use. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's amazing. And last one. So speaking of Janet Jackson, Michael Jackson, <laughs> Tamara, what? Is your favorite song to sing to your dogs? I told you I make song <laughs> up. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Wait, wait, wait. So, so then, how how do you? So, can you give us an example? Like, how 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 do you make songs oh up like that? Oh my goodness, this is so embarrassing right now. I told you I'm the only one that knows that I can sing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. You, you don't. You don't have to sing if you don't want. Of course, if you do, if you know, if you do want, you're welcome to. It's called my doggies. So it's my doggies, <laughs> my doggies. <laughs> and then it, it's like a whole thing go. after that. It, if it's morning time, I go into the morning about how it's a great day. If it's the evening time, I go into the evening about. It, it's a song that I make up on the spur of the moment, but I'm singing to them. <laughs> I like it. It's, it's, it's got a ring to it. I, that that could be the official pocketbook protector song. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Well, Tamara and Sean, thank you so much. This has been an absolute blast. Really we love what you're doing and, and just really appreciate you sharing your story and everything from the early stages to, to getting the word out there to uh, – the the hit song my doggies <laughs> so so thanks so much for coming on where's the best place for for people to to learn more about pocketbook protector and and get one if they want as well as um if they want to connect with either of you online so you can connect with us on our website pocketbookprotector.com or follow us on facebook instagram or youtube uh links are on our site also you can contact us directly at info at pocketbookprotector.com. 
Perfect. And then last thing, final thoughts, the stage is yours. It could be a, a quote, a line, just kind of words of advice from the entrepreneurial entrepreneurship space and, and entrepreneurial space. It could be either one of you, or you, you whoever wants it, send us home here. <laughs> I heard something from the late Chad Oseman, and he says, sometimes you just need to feel the pain and sting of defeat to activate the real passion and purpose that God predestined inside of you. Basically, purpose crosses disciplines. And so with that, it just said, this is ignited in us. And so we had to do this and bring it to fruition because of the passion and the desire that we had to see it through and to continue to see it through. So it's not just a business for us. It's not just something that we just wanted to throw together. We wanted to create an experience for our customers, as well as a solution to a problem, but also to show our children and leave a legacy to show that it can be done. Done it can be. Thank you so much, Tamara and Sean, for coming on the podcast, sharing your pocketbook protector Phenomenal story. I threw an extra P there. And thank you, Wild listeners, for tuning in to another episode. If you want to hear more wild stories like this one, make sure to follow the Wild Business... I sounded like a robot there, but I'm rolling with it. Make sure to follow the Wild Business Growth Podcast on your favorite podcast app and tell a friend about the podcast. And then try out Pocketbook Protectors with them uh, in any place you want. You can also find us on Good Pods, where there are fantastic podcast recommendations and podcast people. And for any help with podcast production, you can learn more at maxpodcasting.com and sign up for the Podcasting to the Max newsletter. That is at maxpodcasting.com slash, you guessed it, newsletter. That's slash newsletter, not slash, you guessed it. Until next time, let your business run wild. Bring on the bongos! <laughs> <laughs>